You're listening to The Point with Pastor Gray on Atta Church Radio. 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 Before we get into uh, what I really uh, uh, felt need to say, just like to make comment on uh, current world situations and the way things are going. Uh, there's so much turmoil and uh, upheaval all over the world, mm. and the thing with the virus, <clears throat> people have different stories, different opinions about who, where, what, why, and when. Uh, we have the fires that are raging. Yeah. Uh, in our country and in other countries, destroying a bunch of timberland. Uh, we have flooding. We have uh, uh, world-shaking earthquakes and different things that are happening in nature. And all this uh, seems to be just piling on more <clears throat> and more and more. Mm -hmm. I know they, yeah. uh, the, the scientific community, uh, they pretty well have uh, laid the hammer down on that the global climate change is definitely a, uh, a thing that is uh, caused by mankind. The different things we have done through the years has led way to a devastating effect on all of nature. And things are starting to mount up that uh, don't, don't bode well for society. Mm. But as a whole, we know that God is in control Amen. and the things that are happening, he knows why they're happening, oh, yeah. even even the causes why they're happening. There's so much excess lawlessness, uh, so many things going on, so many atrocities being done <clears throat> to human beings that you would never think what it could be done to mankind. But mm. they, you know they they, uh, they they mount up more so every single day. Mm. Uh, I'm going to have uh, Brother Samuel probably read, help me read, kind sure. of bolster me up. Excuse me, in some of the scriptures, but I wanted to make reference to to this and uh, in, in, in the podcast before we get started. I kind of wrestled with the subject that I'm going to be dealing with today, and I really tried to kind of wiggle out of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> as far as uh, is this really what you know I was supposed to be talking about? Mm. But it just kept being impressed on my mind more so through the last couple of days, and. Uh, uh, when we get into it, it uh, we we'll, you know, quickly realize that it's a hot button subject, okay. and it's a hot button subject worldwide. Uh, I had a little wasn't like a little parable, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, brother Sam, but it was a story that had formulated in my mind about a young girl. Say her name was Sally May, May Sally, mm -hmm. but this is this is a story, and. Uh, they had occasion that they were having a fashion show at school. And Sally Mae, a uh, little different than the rest of the students, she wore a uniform, a uh, military uniform that belonged to her father. Now, she looked, she looked pretty good, and she looked kind of uh, stand, stand outish. But someone politely told her, well, you can't really wear that because you didn't really earn the right to wear that uniform. It's your father's uniform, mm -hmm. and he paid the price to wear that uniform. Well, she's a young girl. You know, she really didn't realize there was anything wrong. She just thought it looked good. And the fact of it is, she probably did look pretty good in it. But the reason that they chided with her about the uniform was the fact that it typified a sacrifice of a man. Mm -hmm. And we know that there are plenty of women that died in wars, but this particular uniform was her father's. Mm -hmm. So in her mind, it wasn't anything that she was doing wrong. But in the eyes of other people and those that knew what the uniform stood for, it wasn't very acceptable. So uh, on the premise of that, we want to go to uh, the fact that 
society as a whole has been changing so rapidly as to the identities and the purposes for men and women hmm. in this world sure. and what God intended for men and women uh, to, to, for their part. Now, scripturally, uh, we apostolics, we have had the, uh, uh, it, I, I think it would be more of a church doctrine than just regular doctrine <clears throat> about women's appearance. Mm -hmm. We have the different things in the Bible. We quote a few, few scriptures, but it says about our women not wearing pants. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's world, I mean, that's pretty well Pentecost all over. Mm -hmm. uh, no matter what uh, uh, nationality you are, that's what it was. It was used to be back years ago, Brother Sam, that uh, women couldn't wear toe-out, heel-out shoes. Mm -hmm. And that was that was a requirement, mm -hmm. and even back further, back with uh, uh, Bishop D. T. Haywood, and the beginnings of uh, the uh, outpouring of the Holy Ghost on the Zuzu Street, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of women of color couldn't really process or curl or straighten their hair because it was supposed to be a natural. Because uh, the Scripture talks about not let your appearance be of the outward adornment or the plaiting of uh, the out, outward adornment or the plaiting of hair or putting mm -hmm. over, but let it be the hidden man of the heart. Well, Madam C.J. Walker, if anybody remembers her, she changed that complexion when she became uh, a kind of entrepreneur of uh, black beauty products, and women started to take better care of their hair. Not that it was an ungodly thing to have a nappy head, <laughs> but it just looked better. Mm -hmm. But uh, there's a there's a lot of things that uh, the reason why uh, leaders have made the statement about a woman's apparel and um, that shouldn't a woman shouldn't wear pants. Well, I got kind of uh, got kind of interested in that, brother Sam, mm. and so I went. I was looking for the scripture and looking for the scripture, and I finally had to ask you know the phone about the the essence of where this scripture started from. Sure. So we'll go to Deuteronomy 22. Okay. Deuteronomy 22? Yes, sir. Let me get it going. Okay, Brother Samuel. Deuteronomy 22 and verse 5. Can you read it for me? Sure. The woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment. For all that do so are abomination unto the Lord thy God. That's good. Now, ever since I've been uh, in holiness, we have made this, we have heard this, that the woman shouldn't, should not wear an apparel pertaining to a man. Mm -hmm. And they stopped at that, but they didn't finish the rest of it because <laughs> in its entirety, it says that a man, neither shall a man put on mm -hmm. a woman's garment, mm -hmm. for all that do so are an abomination unto the Lord thy God. Mm -hmm. Well, I got kind of interested, uh, Brother Sam, and <clears throat> I did a little reference check, and uh, different uh, uh, commentators had some pretty good opinions about why this was prevalent and how it works into our Every, everyday living as far as saved individuals. And I wrote out a, a little thing here, if you'd allow me to read it. Mm -hmm. It's kind of lengthy here. Mm -hmm. But uh, this is what one commentator has said. And, and some of the things that he said, I highlighted, uh, I should have highlighted, as to how it reflects on us today. Because we know that there's a great move on in our world, the world, because of the uh, LGBTQ movement mm -hmm. and the fact that there's a lot of it involved in everyday life and in politics and it's creeping into the homes. It already has creeped mm -hmm. into the homes. And the things that are happening are really kind of upsetting and throwing, for my part, 
if what I see throwing things out of balance. Mm. So I'm going to read this to you, my brother. And, okay. and uh, if, if, if you want to chime in for the statement, please feel free to. Okay. Uh, men and women shall not wear the garments of each other or anything that would violate the distinction of their sex. Mm. The dress of the sexes in those days, this is when this scripture, the mm -hmm. Deuteronomy, being more uh, the dress in those and the dress of the sexes in those days, uh, being more alike than in our day. In other words, hmm. their clothing uh, was similar, but they were right. different colors and adornments, like uh, maybe chains or medals or brooches or some some uh, attachments to the garment that was that was particular to the male sex. More so than the female sex, mm -hmm. and and these things were 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 uh, an uh, an uh, uh, how can I say uh, an admonition or an admonition. Uh, God didn't like them; mm -hmm. they were abhorrent to God. That's right. what I'm saying. Right. They were abhorrent to God. Yeah. Now, uh, in those days, being more like because their dresses were more alike to each other because, you know, different colors and things than it is for us today as far as, mm -hmm. you know, women in pantsuits and, you know, jeans and whatever. Mm -hmm. We see this every day. Uh, and there was a need for more regulation. The law was perhaps made not only to uh, preserve decency and the clear distinction between males and females, but also because of, uh, because of uh, the pagan worship. Mm -hmm. And the, pagans, the pagan worship well, they were in the habit of uh, erasing such distinct sets distinctions uh, in idolish idolish worship. Men wore the colorful dress of women when they presented themselves to presented themselves before, and this was I, I put this in italics, the star of Venus, and we mm -hmm. know uh, in, in the in the in the mythology Venus is supposed to be. Uh, a, a, a god or a woman god as far mm -hmm. as you know. and the women presented themselves before the star of Mars which is a male, a male deity uh, idols were frequently represented with uh, features of one sex and the dress of another hmm. and their worshippers endeavored to be like them even today when uh, when idol worship is not involved, it is an outcry on decency and nature for and nature for men and women to seek to erase the distinction of their own sex, imitating each other's fosters softness and effeminacy effeminacy mm -hmm. in men. Mm -hmm. And I quoted uh, brother First uh, Corinthians. Chapter six and nine. If you would quit, get that for me, brother. First mm -hmm. Corinthians, Corinthians chapter six, verse, verse nine. nine. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of okay. God. Effeminate. Uh, hmm. It said also says that the 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 the, the, uh, the uh, imitating of each other's false softness in men or effeminacy, effeminacy in the man and an impotence and boldness in the women. It breeds levity and hypocrisy in both and both. And open the door to many evils, which are are in in uh, in an abomination to God and a disgrace to man. Right. Hot button issue with sex mm. and dress. Mm -hmm. We see it more and more and more, and uh, Christians tend to be when they speak out about this, they seem tend to be ostracized as uh, using it as hate speech. Sure. But it's not hate speech when it's biblical. Mm, right. And the fact of it is that uh, 
there's many things that have swollen out of proportion. I, Brother Sam, I've never seen so many demonstrations and celebrations about gay pride mm-hmm. and lesbian culture. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't hate the sinner, just the sin. Right. But people don't realize, I don't think, Brother Sam, as the dangers that they're in mm-hmm. because of this very same thing that we see prevalent today was the reason Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed. And we know that's, oh, yeah. we know that's a fact. Yeah. Along with that, we see that there's a there, there's a tendency when it talks when it when when the little addition uh, that I read here said it breeds other things it 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 lends way to other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're running out of water in the West. They're getting ready to ration water. Uh, we're running out of other precious resources with trees. We're running out of uh, things that would help people as far as food because there's people starving natural resources now mm. sometime in my mind I'm thinking is God trying to get our attention get our attention with things that mankind is really losing out on anymore mm. uh, if, if water just dried up completely there would be world chaos oh yeah because it's a commodity that it can't be bought. And man can't make it because it's a natural resource given by God. But there's another natural resource that is being changed every day because of the society and the ideology that uh, uh, the LGBTQ uh, uh, society embraces. Mm -hmm. And that's our children. Our children are, they said, the children are the heritage of of the Lord. And we as Christians... Holy Ghost filled Christians, we see this and we know the truth of it mm-hmm. because we see the ramifications of where our children and where society is going. Yeah. Um, when he made them, created them male and female, there was a reason. Be fruitful and multiply. We've talked about that last week. Uh, to be fruitful and to multiply means that to replenish the earth. We talked about China how they're, they're, they're going to a crunch on population because of the one child uh, uh, thing that they had for mm-hmm. years and years and years. Now their population is aging, and there's no children or those that are going to be working age to, re, to replace that. Mm-hmm. Now, isn't that a fact that God said, be fruitful and multiply and replenish? Mm-hmm. God's word is always true. <laughs> it had come up the fact that once we do a thing, and throw everything out of bounds, there is a price to pay. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be a heavy price that mankind won't be able to pay when it's due. And that's that soul that they would have to uh, be responsible for for what they've done in their bodies. Children are being persuaded, don't know what sex they want to be at four years old. Mm -hmm. That's not good. That's very ungodly. Mm -hmm. What's even worse is the fact that the parents are allowing this. And this these things are definitely gonna is gonna take hold. And the fact of it is we see it taking hold and we see the downward spiral of this civilization, this great civilization called America. The things that we held dear, we no longer believe. Someone was talking to me the other night, just last night, about uh, different things concerning religion. And I and I my reply was, you know, come on. Uh, is God a liar? Mm. No, he's not. Right. Everything that he has said and everything he has done, it is true. Mm-hmm. So um, I'd like to go to Romans, Brother Samuel. Mm-hmm. It's kind of lengthy, but I want to start reading at uh, verse 17 and probably through verse 32, but we might we might stop and expound on, on certain, certain, certain scriptures. Which there. chapter? Uh, chapter 1, uh, 
Brother Samuel. Romans chapter 1. Start in verse 17. Start in verse 17. Yes, sir. And we want to, we want the readers to keep in mind of what we were just discussing about the uh, homosexuality of mankind. And here again, like we're not trying to disparage anybody, but God's word is true. Right. And it will always be true. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you can't take an apple and make a pear out of it and mm-hmm. vice versa. Mm-hmm. He made men and women for the distinct purpose and for his glory. Right. And the children of men and women are for a distinct purpose and God's glory. Mm-hmm. And anytime, anytime with anything, man goes against God, he throws things out mm-hmm. of balance. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's where we, we see things right today. Everything is suffering. Nature is suffering. The uh, uh, economy suffer. Health suffers. Everything suffers. Uh, before I have, we start reading, I was just reading, looking the other day about the uh, uh, ocean currents and how, and you probably know something about this, Brother Sam, how the ocean currents, how they, uh, the salt water, how it comes up the, the, from the Atlantic and it picks up the saltiness coming up into the, the gulfs of the United States. Mm-hmm. And that salty water when it comes back out to going toward the Atlantic again, it sinks. Hmm. It sinks, and the salinity of it causes that current to hmm. flow. Hmm. But with all the ice melt and the melting of the of the polar caps and uh, polar caps, is is throwing a lot of fresh water into the current, and that that water is still uh, that water is heated and it's not getting cooled and dropping. Mm-hmm. to get cooled. So that's messing up this conveyor mm-hmm. that drives our weather worldwide. Mm-hmm. Hence it talks about places like Europe will get a lot more colder and places that are already arid will get more arid, more severe storms because this ocean current is being affected by global warming in which mankind has been doing for years with the fossil fuels. Of course, uh, some people still discount that, but the fact of it is, there's scientific evidence all over the globe hmm. to nail this. But we hear again that God had said that there was a certain amount of damage that's going to be done because man has thrown everything out of balance mm-hmm. and how even nature, all of nature suffers and travails because of our mistake in the garden. Hmm. So uh, this section that, I'm, that I want you to read, Brother um, sure. uh, Samuel, is, is titled uh, The Guilt of Mankind. Hmm. So we can start reading in verse 17 for me, sir. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Okay, hold it right there. (coughs) Excuse me. God has set forth, even in nature... all the bountiful blessings that he has provided mankind with. He gave man to charge uh, over things of the earth, and he was supposed to be handling them in a godly fashion. But for greed and corruption, we, we know the scripture says that all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, mm-hmm. the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. Mm-hmm. Now, we do know that this came about in the garden and the reason for the fall, because when a woman saw the tree, and she saw it was one to make one wise and one that was good to look at and good for food. And she mm-hmm. partook of it. Mm-hmm. All those three things came into play. And mm-hmm. that's the the uh, basis for what's driving all the things that we see that's throwing things out of uh, throwing things out of balance. Mm-hmm. But things that Israel was supposed to do in Deuteronomy 22, the reason he said that the dress 
and the uh, deportment man dressing like a, a another a woman and a, and a woman like a man were designed to separate them from heathens and idol worship. Now today is still heathen and idol worship because people want to be like somebody else. It's impossible, brother Samuel, for me. Well, uh, if I'm in my right mind, to want the desire to dress like a woman, but mm-hmm. we see these things every day. Mm-hmm. And I've known a few, has a few friends that I went to school with two uh, young guys, we are, we are our age, that they were transvestites and mm-hmm. they dressed, you know, one way in the day and at night they dressed another way. Mm-hmm. And I happened to see, he was in a car one night with a friend of mine <clears throat> and this guy who was a friend uh, that I went to school with Stephen Bird, and he was dressed in a black miniskirt. Hmm. And you wouldn't have known that it was him because he had a wig on. And he looked just like a woman. You know, mm-hmm. the guy that was in the car said, you know, hey, baby. No, no this was Stephen Bird hmm. dressed in drag. Hmm. He didn't think anything wrong with it, but that back then they hid it. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. there's a lot of, there's a lot of more boldness oh, yeah. as, as, as this episode Red boldness and impotence, uh, and impute and uh, impotence because the fact of it is they feel emboldened because they've got more people that are like that and that like that type of lifestyle mm-hmm. and think it's all right, right? Because it used to be, but it used to kind of be hard on them back in the day, but you know, we don't want to go back to that throwback to where they used to beat up homosexuals, right? But the fact of it is, they need help. Sure. And if there's none to help but the church, you know, this is a great responsibility for us because the the laws are being changed to accommodate different things and different lifestyles. It's ungodly. You know, uh, two women can adopt a child, two men can adopt a child and raise it. But here again, that child will be forever damaged mm-hmm. and because they won't know God because that's an ungodly thing and it won't right. be taught. They'll teach that it's right. And seemingly it's right because they don't know any better. Mm. But we humans know better, especially if we were raised in the the type of era that, you know, you were, you're a little younger than I am. But even back then, as far as my parents and their parents, that was really frowned upon. But they held the word of God in truth. Mm. Somewhere along the line, the compromises started setting in. And the compromising is lending way to a lot of things that are still under the surface that are really coming to every day. We see something different. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry, but you did read on. Uh, I think we're at verse 24. 24. Yes, sir. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. Okay, hold it right there. Now, excuse me, verse 27, And likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman, mm-hmm. burning their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which is meat. Um, recompense. So what do you think the word recompense means, brother? Consequences, uh, reward. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's uh, you know what follows suit after what you've done I guess mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna maybe kind of use a little slang <clears throat> but I'm saying this in a positive way uh, payback mm-hmm. karma judgment sure behold God is not mocked that's whoever he a man so if mm. that said he also reap oh yeah now I'm not gonna say this is a stretch but I'm thinking they're going to receive this back in their body. Mm-hmm. And we had an outbreak of AIDS mm-hmm. that is so strong, mm-hmm. so strong that uh, the, the men were getting it and dying. Uh, 
uh, the movie Philadelphia with Tom Hanks, uh, I felt that was a good movie because it depicted exactly how a person's innocence is destroyed hmm. by the fact that they have lusted for something that the enemy has put on them. Hmm. Because we we wrestle not against flesh and blood, right. but against spiritual wickedness in high places. Mm-hmm. Spirit, I mean, and these these things are spirit driven. Oh yeah, and and I see that more and more and more that the spirit of this age, as far as the lawlessness or the iniquity, is getting worse and worse. And that's scripture. Mm-hmm. Worse and worse. Evil men and seducers will get worse and worse. And there seems to be no holes barred in anything that they do because they're making such great strides. Mm. It's everywhere. Mm. It's everywhere. Iran, over in Syria, you know, all the countries, Greece, in Britain, every country on the face of the earth, in Africa, mm-hmm. every country on the face of the earth is falling victim to mm. these things. Sure. And this is why Sodom and Gomorrah got destroyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've known Individuals, like I said, both male and female, that have lost, uh, left the natural use of the woman and the man, and we're going to see the sufferings, you know, hmm. children, and we see the fact that uh, the legislation, some of the legislation that I've seen passed, is going to be very detrimental to Christians. Yeah, it's it's really going to be if, mm-hmm. if when Bishop talked about, it, we're going to have to stand up and lift up a bloodstained banner. It will mm-hmm. be one maybe with our blood. We can never tell mm-hmm. because nobody wants the truth. I mean, mm-hmm. as far as put it like this, those that are doing evil want nobody. They want that truth. They don't want right. to be exposed. Right. And that light that is our life in Christ shines that light and on their life, and they can't run and hide, not anymore. Mm-hmm. So they rebel, mm-hmm. and they say and do things and ostracize those that will have good in, good intent to want to help, because I I wouldn't want to see anybody lost forever because of a lifestyle change that could have been avoided if it could have been made to realize this poison is poisoning here again the children. I mean, what kind of punishment awaits for those that are doing this to our society? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the 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 natural resources of a human life are being just dried up like some of these vapors of the lakes and things and Lake Mead and the water table dropping, you know. Mm-hmm. There's no refreshing coming from the mountains because of the snows that are melting are evaporating before they get to the tributaries. Mm-hmm. There's no refreshing uh, to help that soul or that word uh, to stop them or to help them. This is why the word of God is so important. Right. And, it, and it does rest with us to cry loud and spare not. Because the truth is evident. It is evident and it, it's, it's, it's showing itself to be more true when we see these things that are happening. Okay, brother, we can go on now. Uh, verse 28. Yes, sir. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. <clears throat> Brother Sam, that's an indictment that's not going away. Oh, yeah. And we do same. And we, uh, the little man that, now they tried to ostracize it, <clears throat> this baker. baker. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it was, maybe Oklahoma. It was Colorado, actually. It was Colorado. And the fact of it is that, uh, I think he wa- I think he didn't refuse to make the cake. It was the wording that he wanted to put on the cake. Is this right? If I'm if I'm not mistaken, right? It was to celebrate their uh, union or their their, yes. their marriage. Yes, yeah. and he didn't want to put those ungodly things mm-hmm. that he felt on the cake. Mm-hmm. But they just about shut him down. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think they did. And there's other instances to where others have been ostracized, even for the things that they say. And they have a right to say them because it's supposed to be freedom of speech. 
I worked in a plant for a number of years and uh, was friends with a guy that was homosexual, him and his, him and his lover. I knew them. And uh, there was a ruffian that came in, kind of a rough boy, you know what I mean? He was just streety. Mm-hmm. And uh, he made mention and, and insulted this young man about his choice of lifestyles. Mm-hmm. Well, the young man went in the restroom that he insulted was crying. And management got a hold of what was going on. Mm-hmm. And and they, they, they took this guy into the office. I mean, I was a vice president at the time of the union, so I knew exactly what was going on. And they told him, he said, one more word about him like you've been like you've been doing and you will be fired and the fact of it is that there's a mounting consensus that it's not okay to speak against uh perversion mm-hmm. but it's okay for perversion to speak against christianity right that's upside down and <laughs> right. shouldn't be you know what i mean right. a, a court of a court of law is what we were talking about uh, uh, justice and liberty last week but there, that that's not justice for the child of God. Hmm. But then again, that's what the scripture says. We're going to be talked about and we're going to be harassed and we're going to be uh, taken as if we've done something wrong when we speak out against the truth. Hmm. But we have to speak out against the truth. I was kind of like I said, I was kind of remiss today <clears throat> because I didn't want to try to talk about it, but it wouldn't it, it, it wouldn't let me go. So sure. we have to talk about it because there are individuals that need help mm-hmm. and they, they need to be able to know that God is able to save them from any situation. Mm. Now, <clears throat> when I go back to uh, the, the young lady that I had the story, made the story up about, it wasn't like just a story <clears throat> about the uniform that she was wearing that belonged to her father. Uh, and I say this kind of in reserve, Brother Sam, but I, you know, I might get dinged. But I'm Mm going to say it anyway because Mm -hmm. this is what God directed me to do. Mm -hmm. Women cannot wear the authority of a man. Hmm. We were charged by God with an edict, charged in an important thing, Mm -hmm. law, Mm -hmm. that we were up up to uphold his word as men. We were given the charge in the garden. We were given the charge on down through time. Mm-hmm. But that young girl did not have the right to wear her father's uniform, even though it looked good. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe there's a move on that women, I don't say they can't do jobs, but they'll never be able to really feel the role of a male, right. a man in God's economy, right. because that's what gives gives given the world balance. Mm-hmm. The fact of it is that Anytime that you have a, a concerted effort to strip away power and the fact that you know, reason from the man that was given charge to be able to carry out and do God's work and will and be stripped of that authority, there's going to be a price to pay and a great price to pay mm-hmm. because uh, we just don't think alike. Mm-hmm. Males don't, we, we just don't think like we're different. Yeah. But uh, I, I see the scripture where it says that men ought to dwell with their uh, wives and consider them the weaker vessel. Mm-hmm. Didn't mean that they didn't have strength, mm-hmm. but they had different strengths for family. Right. The nurturing strength. The weaker vessel was not the fact that uh, she was any less in her mind. Uh, you know, physically she wasn't as strong. Of course, that's changing every day. But the fact of was she was nurturing, nurturing, and had that. That's what kept the core values of the family together: a mm. good mother and a loving father. Uh, it troubles me. Sure. And I know it troubles you. Yeah. Because we see so many lives being destroyed, hmm. and they're being destroyed, and they don't have to be, because right. the word of God is still just as efficacious as it was in Deuteronomy 22 and 5. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like to say that men should be men, mm-hmm. godly men. Amen. Because before God saved me, I was very I was very much a man, but I was very ungodly. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't be a good representative of, of the man that God had created to be mm-hmm. his emissary. I just, I'm just terrible. Mm-hmm. But now that you, now that I've seen 
and understand I can speak on it better mm-hmm. with more with more authority as far as what men should be and what God intended men to be and what he wanted women to be. Not footstools, not punching bags, right, right. not subservient, but women. I right. mean, women, the, the, the core of family values, it, they don't, some they, they just dismiss how important a woman is. Mm-hmm. And that, I'm not trying to patronize, I'm just saying the very fact we were born of a woman. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't be here without a woman. <laughs> right. They wouldn't be here without a man mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they're somebody's daughter. Mm-hmm. God is precious. His word is precious and his love is precious. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like to end this segment with uh, Proverbs 31. Mm-hmm. And Brother Samuel, when you... Uh, 31, 10 through 10, verses 10 through 31. Mm-hmm. And if you have any comment, I sure would welcome it. Sure. Let me let me get it up here, brother. Proverbs 31, uh, starting in verse 10. Yes, let me get it up for mm-hmm. you. Yeah, it's interesting uh, that you started off talking about, in Deuteronomy, the reference point there for that difference had to do with worship had to do with them going to be a part of this worship of these false gods. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, this the whole idea of sex and gender, it encompasses a lot of different things. Uh, you know, you mentioned you're talking a little about the clothing, about transgender, homosexuality. All those things are connected, even though they're not all the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it has to do with the way God set things up. And so often, I know in my own life, when you talk to people uh, about like the way a man should dress or when should dress, the word legalism comes up an awful lot. Yes. Says, well, that's legalistic. Yes. And I'd like to push back against that and say what it's really about is not legalism. It's about worship. It's about uh, if you are doing things the way God wants them done, you are worshiping God. You Amen. are honoring that's, him. That's true. In that's that. true. So true. And uh, so then the question is not what do I want to do? It is what, what is, what pleases God? What, what worships God? What honors God Amen. in how I dress and how Amen. I carry myself? Uh, because you know, these things are very strong, uh, just like any, just like an alcoholic is, is, you know, is drawn to the bottle. A, someone who feels compelled to homosexuality, they're drawn to it. It's something Amen. that's in their flesh and, and it's, and so it's easy for them to say, well, that's just how I was born. That's how I was made or whatever. But again, you go back to scripture, the ground truth, and that's not the way things are supposed to be. No, sir. So then the question is not, what do I want? It's how do I worship? How do I worship Amen. God? How do I honor him? And uh, that's just really just something I, I, that I thought of. Obviously, you know, this is a pretty deep topic we could talk about yeah. for a long time. Yes, but, absolutely. But, um, but, but really, that's, that was what the Lord touched on my, on my heart was this is not about legalism. It's about worship. Yes. Uh, my thought came to my, my mind as you were talking. Uh, I had a brother-in-law, ex-brother-in-law, and his story is probably the same of a lot of other young men and women that were abused at a young age. Mm, yeah. That forever scarred them. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, uh, these young people today, with that type of mindset that it's okay to be this way, mm-hmm. they're being, a, that, to me, that's abuse. Hmm, sure. And it's abuse of, like you say, God's word, and there will be a, a day of recompense for that. Hmm. But there's so many out there that are drawn into the sex slave trade. Oh, yeah. Young ages from all over the world drawn into no no regard, no regard for the little souls mm-hmm. that are being damaged and ruined and destroyed. Young people today are nine-year-old, 10-year-olds committing suicide mm-hmm. because they have an identity crisis mm-hmm. because it goes against the, the word of God and it's conflicting there because that conscious knows mm-hmm. and they're just being conflicted. That's terrible, yeah. terrible. So I agree with you on that 100% and then some because it is it is worship. Mm-hmm. But he seeks to worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen. And there's a reason that he put things in place and says, the, the, the first day, the second day, he said, and he saw that it was good. Mm-hmm. Male and female replenished, it was mm-hmm. good. Amen. And everything's being tainted and poisoned, and I'm thinking we're bringing the house down on ourselves. <laughs> that condo collapse in, in Florida is it, nothing compared to what society is doing to the world as a whole. Mm. Yeah. Uh, 
Okay, brother. Uh, verses uh, Proverbs thirty-one, verses ten through thirty-one. All right. Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her, so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant's ships, she bringeth her food from afar. She riseth also while it is yet night, and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. She considereth a field and buyeth it, with the fruit of her hands she planteth a vineyard. She girdeth her loins with strength, and strengtheneth her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good, her candle goeth not out by night. She layeth her hands to the spindle, and her hands hold the distaff. She stretcheth forth out her hand to the poor, yea, she reacheth forth her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry, her clothing is silk and purple. Her husband is known in the gates, when he sitteth among the elders of the land. She maketh fine linen, and selleth it, and delivereth girdles unto the merchant. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her household, and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children arise up, and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praiseth her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. Hallelujah. This is a picture of a godly woman that God is presenting, a woman to present in his fashion, in his kingdom. Mm-hmm. These things, if you, if you can find women that have half these virtues, <laughs> she's a good woman mm-hmm. today. Amen. Because it takes a godly woman in a godly fashion. A woman is so important that the world can't go forth. There, there can be no human population mm. without a woman. Oh, yeah. Her greatness is is not uh, her greatness and her importance. It, it shouldn't be diminished as it's been diminished in these last and evil days, mm-hmm. because it's definitely being just diminished. Women are living beneath their privilege, without God's proper instruction. Men are living beneath their privilege, without God's proper instruction. The whole world is living in squalor. It's actually squalor. Mm and been living, living beneath their privilege without proper godly instruction and living. There's one one verse that stand out to me, brother, hmm. and if you have a comment after this, I sure to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Her husband is known in the gates mm-hmm. when he sitteth among the elders of the land. Hmm. He's known because of his household and mm-hmm. the beautiful representation of love and concern and help and responsibility of this woman. He could not be known in the gate and be that uh, I can be that uh, I can influential and of notoriety without her. Mm-hmm. She accommodates him. He accommodates her. He blesses her. She blesses him. Right. Together they shine mm-hmm. as God intended Amen. for man and woman to be on the face of the earth. But sadly, that that has gone to ride through uh, ignorance, bad teaching. Mm-hmm. The spirit of the anti, mm-hmm. the spirit of the antichrist. Oh yeah. As far as the, the this present world and the government, it is just really going downhill mm-hmm. fast. Mm-hmm. If you have a comment, I sure appreciate. It. Uh, no, I mean, it just dawned on me, you know, because I haven't read this passage in a little bit, but reading through this, the difference in her attitude and the things she is doing in her household and the fact she has a household that she has children she wants to have children <laughs> that right there is different from <laughs> from a lot of women today you know they want to build their career they want to build their uh themselves up you know so they want to they want to be something so true and this woman here her purpose is to provide for her household to take care of everyone it's interesting too because you hear a lot of these phrases go around you know you see them shared on facebook and instagram you know uh, things like well, <laughs> things like the woman asks the man, you know, what have you done for me lately? Mm-hmm. And you don't see this woman asking that question. You see this woman working hard. You know, there's a lot more verses in this chapter about her working than about her doing anything yes. else, even talking. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, but when she does talk, you know, it yes. talks about, you know, she's filled with wisdom and, and grace and kindness. 
Uh, but this this woman's a hard worker, and men and women, in hardworking men and women, are in in, in uh, dire need today. Um, you know, in, in different factors. You know, we look at Amen. our economy, and a lot of the issues we have right now has to do with the shortage of laborers and this kind of thing. And uh, so that's just a basic level thing that anyone, man or woman, can do is just be a hard worker. Just just put your hand to the plow and actually Amen. work hard. And, and the difference that that makes and the encouragement that is, you know, in verse 11 there, it says that his her husband trusts in her. And anyone who's been to any kind of counseling or, or understanding anything relationships, trust is so important. And the fact that he can trust in her, that says an awful lot. Amen. Uh, that he shall have no need of spoil. He, he's not worried about anything happening to his household while he's away, um, you know, whether it's an emotional thing or whether it's just of things are taken care of. When he gets back, the house isn't in disarray and, you know, everything's burning down and all this. Amen. Uh, she's taking care of, she's doing, she's taking care of business. And, uh, and, I, and, I, and I, it's hard, of course, you know, you feel a little cautious as a man saying, well, women should do this, that, and the other. That's right. Amen. But right here in the scripture, again, <laughs> it's all laid out in there. You know, obviously, men have their calling as well. As you mentioned earlier, men have their... And, and one of the strongest things that I've seen in the scripture is when it says that a man should love his wife as Christ loved the church. Amen, yes. And that is a deeper, stronger thing than than we even understand, is how to how to love in the way that Christ loves the church. Uh, but, but as you know, since this is the topic at hand, you know, it's, it's in here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um... That was the main thing I saw, though, in this passage in particular, is just the amount of work this woman is doing, the amount of things she's able to accomplish. And again, she's able to because she's a woman. Amen. And, <laughs> and you know, women have that, that capability to do a lot of different things all at once. And that's that's a blessing, you know, well and they said. should take advantage of that. Well and, said. You know, do what God made them to do. Well Amen. said. Well said. Amen. Yes, said. I truly thank you for that comment. So, uh, Brother Samuel... That pretty well puts the icing on the cake. Um, thank Praise you for me. your comments, sir. Amen. Okay. Amen. Thank you so much. Appreciate you listening in today to uh, The Point here. We do this every Wednesday. And, of course, we're live on Facebook. We also post the recorded audio up on our podcast feed. And we do this every week. So join us. We also have our services here we love. If you're in the Indianapolis area, at a church here is on 11140 East 10th Street. Please come by and join us. We've got our class tonight that is at 7 p.m. Uh, called Walk, where we talk about why action liberates knowledge. We've been going through there, and it's just been a wonderful, fruitful study on uh, celebrating the Word, but also getting rooted and grounded in some of the doctrine, and we praise the Lord for that. We can also join us on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Sunday evenings at 6.30 for our uh, services here at the church, and we'd love for you to stop by sometime. Thank you so much for catching this broadcast. Please share it with someone if you feel that uh, this would be a blessing to them, and we'll catch you again next week. Church Radio.